Good morning. A couple of things are going to happen this morning. First, there's going to be a skit by Ecopax, then an announcement by Student Senate, then a regular convocation, which Char Hostetler will introduce, and then announcements about the flu vaccines and various other things that are happening. So this, this is a sort of a hodgepodge morning with a lot of things going on. Ecopax, you ready? 350. Our world is facing a huge challenge. Winters are getting wetter, summers are getting hotter and drier. If we continue with business as usual, Indiana's climate will be that, like that of Texas by the end of the century. Climate change has the power to rip apart the very fabric of our lives and the ways of our world. <clears throat> hey, Tori. In the year 2009, Tori, Tori, go out. Tori, go out. We must work together for solutions to create societal systems that both provide jobs and bring about a sustainable future. We need to advance sustainable technologies and practices to build industries around them. We need new innovations. We need improved public transportation and better recycling. We need farms, businesses, and corporations working in sustainable ways. We need volunteers, public speakers, social workers, community organizers, and we need our generation to tell people that we care. We can influence legislation and policy in our cities, states, and country. We need to get the word out. We need writers, actors, artists, musicians, filmmakers, journalists, web designers. We need people of all kinds. We need love. In the year 2009, world leaders will decide upon a global climate treaty. On October 24th, citizens of the world must unite under a call for 350 parts per million. Together we must work for change now. Hey, Goshen College, where are you at? Where are our servant leaders and compassionate peacemakers? <laughs> On
On October 24th, Goshen becomes a bigger piece of the change we wish to see in this world. For more information or to get involved, stay after convocation today for 10 minutes to learn about 350 and what we're doing. Good morning, everyone. Now that I'm done with my uh, bus duties, uh, we'll make an announcement. My name is Raymond. I'm Laura Crable. And we are here representing the Student Senate. we just like to let everyone know that tomorrow night we'll be having a conversation at 8.30 about the national anthem. Yes, there's been, uh, over the past year, there's been ongoing debate um, about the national anthem, whether we should play it or not. and. Um, this is going to be a great opportunity for you guys to engage in conversation. Um, it's going to be led by two professors, Professor Caroline Schrock-Shank and uh, Ross Peterson. And uh, will there be refreshments? There will be refreshments, and it will be at the Rec Fit in one of the classrooms. And we hope uh, to see you guys there. Yep. Wow, that was an exciting way to begin Convo. Welcome to Convo this chilly Monday morning. My name is Char Hostetler, and I work as the campus counselor. Most of the time I hang out in the Wellness and Health Center and have the privilege to meet with students. But another part of my job is working with the Campus Health and Wellness Committee to promote spiritual, emotional, and physical health by providing educational, programs and activities that deal direct with, directly with lifestyle issues pertaining to your life as young adults. This year, some topics we hope to cover are alcohol use, pornography, relationships, eating disorders, sexual assault awareness, and later this morning, you will hear of ways to resist the ever-prevalent flu. The variety is made up, the committee is made up of a variety of faculty, and each topic um, I meet with a task force of faculty and students to do the planning. This morning, we would like to invite you to do some thinking on the topic of alcohol. During the last school year, the college instituted a modified administrative response to alcohol use. When a student has an alcohol violation, they're asked to participate in BASICS, which stands for Brief Alcohol Screening and Intervention of College Students. The program is a harm reduction approach, which means that it gives the student a chance to look at their lifestyle choices, reflect on why they make the choices, and think through how to take care of themselves and others so they're able to be safe and healthy and work towards the life goals they have for themselves. The student has the opportunity to choose from a list of trained faculty to meet with for two sessions. It isn't a punitive approach, but a chance to talk honestly if the student desires. I've had the privilege of being on the list of basics faculty, and I've really appreciated having the opportunity to meet with students 
and hear their own personal thoughts and experiences with using alcohol. I understand that even if you are not yet 21, the legal age to drink, you still have to make a decision to drink or not to drink because you will have opportunity. I think it's important for each of us to take the time to think about why we choose to drink or not to drink. If we choose to drink, how do we decide how much is okay to drink? Can we drink responsibly? What goes into your decision? What influences you? I hear some people saying they came to Goshen College expecting to drink because it's what you do in college. While others are surprised when they realize it's so accessible here and that they already have to think about how they want to deal with it. I think it's really important that we invite honest conversation with each other about alcohol use so we can work at making decisions that keep us healthy and safe, decisions that reflect our values and what we want to bring to life. This morning, I'm delighted to introduce Dave Shank. I had the opportunity to get to know Dave as we've met to prepare for today's convo. He will be sharing his perspective on alcohol as it has evolved during his time at GC. Dave is in his last semester at Goshen College. He comes from Harrisonburg, Virginia, and has been involved in many things during his time at Goshen. Besides his academics, he's on the soccer team, he's a tutor, and this semester is involved with 350 environmental planning. He's also gotten involved off campus by helping with interviewing of clients at the Center for Healing and Hope using his Spanish skills, and he's taught adult English classes at the high school. After this semester, he's looking for programs to volunteer abroad in Latin America. Dave has thoughtfully prepared his input today, and I'm really grateful for his willingness to share his perspective. Let's give him our attention. Good morning. Um, as many of you know, last spring, uh, after getting my third alcohol violation, I was dismissed from Goshen College for one semester. Now a year later, back on campus to finish up my college career in December, I stand before you to share a few insights regarding alcohol and what I have observed and learned both through my experiences with alcohol at Goshen and through my semester away from the college. I recognize that my experiences don't give me any more credibility to be talking about this issue than any of you, and some of you may think it gives me less credibility, but I do feel that I have something to offer to the discussion. My hope is that my thoughts this morning can serve as one of the many perspectives, as one of many perspectives, and be a starting point to begin further dialogue. During my semester off last fall, I lived off campus here in Goshen with some friends who continued to take classes. It was great to be around many of my friends during the semester, but also frustrating at times when I would find myself hanging out on campus with friends in the presence of alcohol. It was made very clear to me that in the case of a fourth violation, I would never set foot back on Goshen's campus as a student, and that was certainly not a proposition that I wanted to become a reality. So when I found myself in those situations, I felt very uncomfortable despite the fact that I wasn't partaking in alcohol in the drinking of alcohol. Even being caught in the presence of small amounts of alcohol in a very controlled environment would mean the end of my college, or would mean finishing my college career somewhere else. So I would basically lay out an ultimatum 
either the alcohol has to go or I have to go. Many times people didn't take me seriously and were hesitant or unwilling to remove alcohol from the situation and assured me that this time it would be okay because in reality most of the drinking that happens on campus goes unnoticed by faculty and administrators. People had a difficult time relating to my situation because they didn't understand the severity of what I would face if I were to be caught or the process that I went through in dealing with the administration after my third violation, <clears throat> which involved assuring faculty members, coaches, and administrators that they could trust me and that I was worth having around on campus. These situations began to put in perspective the importance and the role of alcohol that, that alcohol plays in some social circles at Goshen. From my perspective, people not being willing to get rid of alcohol in a situation and in turn putting into question the rest of my college career seemed absurd. In some cases, I would remove myself from the situation, telling myself that it was the right thing to do, but frustrated that alcohol had seemingly become the focal point of social events. At the same time, in trying to look at the situation from another perspective, I found myself frustrated with the fact that I could not partake in what I would call very responsible alcohol use, for example, a house meal with a glass of wine. Now, during this semester, I also continued my summer job with the Indiana Migrant Education Program, which involved me interviewing migrant workers in nine counties here in northern Indiana. I had some incredible eye-opening experiences during the six months that I worked with migrant education and was exposed to reality right here in our backyard that I had really only read about in the news, and even then it was a very filtered perspective of the issue. Needless to say, I learned a lot from this experience, and how it but I want to highlight one key learning and how it relates to today's uh, subject of Convo. Alcohol is an important issue on campus, and it's something that must be addressed, but I assure you there are more important issues in the world. Seeing the reality that many migrant workers live every day right down the road, for example, in Kircher's Apple Orchard, really helped to put my whole situation in perspective. Certainly, it wasn't easy breaking the news to my parents that I had been suspended from Goshen for a semester because of alcohol violations, nor was it easy to tell Tavi that I would not be returning to play my senior soccer season. But it wasn't the end of the world either. So how have these experiences affected my own perspective on the issue of alcohol? Well, early on in my college experience, let's say my first two years, alcohol slowly became a contributing factor in who I was. I prided myself in going to parties and hanging out with other people who did the same. However, in certain situations, I would subconsciously put up a barrier between me and those who didn't engage in similar behavior, which I think is something that tends to happen here on campus. Similar to what we are learning in my Sociology of the Family class about gender and how we create social molds and boundaries in order to categorize all people into two groups, either male or female. I feel that we do the same here between those who consume alcohol and those who don't. This behavior is dangerous on various levels. For those who are categorized under those who drink, standards are formed to make it difficult for people to make personal choices and go against the grain of that mold. For example, in my own experience, I fell under this category and therefore felt pressure to attend all off-campus parties and drink at all parties. When I broke this unwritten social expectation, my actions were questions as if to say, you have to fall in line and stay within the mold. From the same perspective, I observed how the other side, or those who don't go to parties or drink, 
were subjugated to unfair assumptions about their choices not to drink or to go to parties and were promptly labeled as uncool or the other side. This bothered me because it demonstrated the way in which alcohol was used as a focal point in defining who people were, which in effect was ignoring the genuine characteristics of our peers. Today I want to acknowledge to you that alcohol is still a part of my life. I drink on occasion. That's a reality I want to share openly with all of you, even though I find myself in front of the student body that inhabits a dry campus. The difference is alcohol plays a much different role in my life compared to before. Alcohol now finds a place at the bottom of my priority list and has played out in a number of ways in my personal and social life. I no longer get my energy from drinking or going to parties. I have found much more fulfilling things that give me passion and meaning in life. Alcohol isn't a factor that I use to define who I am or who other people are, nor does it determine who I spend my time with. I don't expect alcohol to be present in social settings, and when it is, I may choose to partake, but I don't feel the pressure or the need to consume if it's not something that I don't personally want to do. Now, an observation that I have made about dynamics surrounding alcohol here at Goshen is that we tend to shy away from real, raw, honest discussion about alcohol. It's generally looked at as quite a black and white issue, which like most other issues, it's not. It's generally maintained that faculty and administration are against alcohol consumption because of the guidelines laid out in the handbook and that students either agree and abide by these guidelines or they don't. First, let's accept one reality, it's not that simple. And second, let's accept another, that alcohol, whether the handbook states it or not, plays a role in many students' lives. Let's take it one step further and accept another thing, that alcohol is consumed by faculty members as well. These are true statements and probably not revolutionary statements to many of you, but things that whether or not contradicted or supported by the guidelines of Goshen College as an institution are realities that it's about time we been, begin talking about like realities instead of dirty little secrets. In order to create a healthier environment in our community, we need to be just that a community, one that's open to dialoguing about these realities as people without the, the boundaries that tend to separate us and make us unable to share personal information with each other. I'm talking about the type of community which embraces accountability and the type of accountability which gives me the strength to be here this morning talking in front of the student body in a vulnerable position that I hope creates closer relationships, better dialogue, and a healthier atmosphere. We tend to think a lot about how alcohol plays a role in the lives of students, but hypothetically, if a professor or faculty member were struggling with the problem of alcoholism, have we as a community created an open environment in which that person would feel comfortable sharing their experience and letting us as their community aid in that tough situation? It's certainly relevant to talk about alcohol issues as they relate to students, but alcohol use doesn't stop playing a role in one's life once a diploma is obtained. As in many other areas in Goshen, whether it be academic, social, or personal, isn't our goal to equip students with the tools they need for a lifetime, not just the temporary skills to learn how to cram for tests and make it through four years of college? Should the issue of alcohol not be the same? For me, this means acquiring the skills to be able to use alcohol responsibly. Responsible alcohol use is difficult to define, but in talking with Shar, Prior to this chapel, I think we came up with a fairly good, but certainly not complete definition. It means knowing yourself and your limits and what the effects of alcohol are for you. 
It means being able to analyze your surroundings and recognizing what types of situations are safe and unsafe. It means thinking ahead and asking yourself what your motivation is for drinking. It means taking a step back every now and then in order to reflect instead of going with the flow full steam ahead without realizing where you're going. It means thinking about your actions when you drink and how they affect those, you and those around you. It means letting others hold you accountable while not relying on that as a safety net to catch you when you've gone too far. So this speech is very much about alcohol, but in a sense it's about a whole host of other things. It's about taking advantage of your college experience and finding a passion that begins to fulfill you and give your life meaning, which is counter to what our society tells us about college being a time to go nuts, to go nuts and binge drink as if there's no tomorrow. Let's not let alcohol get in the way of what we really need to do in this world. And I mean that in a two-tiered way. First, on a personal level, in being responsible and not letting alcohol be something that keeps you between you and what you want to achieve. If you are looking forward to the weekend to lose yourself in the next party, you're doing yourself a disservice by not living each weekday, embracing the academic and social environment that you are in. Second. Let's not let alcohol become an issue that divides us as a campus. I think alcohol is an important issue, but just as it should find itself low on your personal priority list, as a community, let's not lose sight of the fact that there are, important, there are more important issues out there. To be honest, I would rather have given this chapel about climate change, or free trade agreements, or homelessness, or genocide, or social movements, or racism, or women's issues. The truth is I think all these things are worth are more worth our time and energy. But perhaps until we make peace amongst ourselves on campus and deal with internal issues on our own campus, such as alcohol, we can't put forth our whole selves to try to heal the world piece by piece, as our slogan says. And in my opinion, making peace with ourselves for students means engaging responsibly in alcohol consumption and making yourselves vulnerable, vulnerable to be held accountable by your community. Perhaps ask yourself, Am I comfortable speaking with my experiences with alcohol with a parent, professor, or mentor? If the answer is yes, do just that and start intergenerational dialogue that begins to break down barriers and stereotypes in order to make alcohol a less controversial issue on campus. If the answer is no, take a look at your habits and actions and ask yourself what the big secret is. For administrators and professors, talk to students about your own experiences with alcohol and be willing to start dialogue and listen to them without judgment. In my experience, the only times that these conversations have happened have been in the disciplinary setting, which encourages dishonesty and synthetic conversation for fear of punishment. So take advantage of being here at Goshen and get involved in things that are actually worth your time, things that can give you passion and meaning in life. Let's all work together to make this community more cohesive and open, because by keeping quiet, we build stereotypes Bear and barriers and make alcohol a more controversial issue than it needs to be, which reduces our effectiveness as individuals and as an institution who has a responsibility to ourselves and to the world. I ask all of you to be my community and hold me accountable for what I have said this morning, whether it be in the form of criticism, affirmation, or continued dialogue. In the same way, I ask each of you to let yourselves be held accountable to those around you in order for us to create the community that we have agreed to strive for. Thank you.
Thanks, Dave, for your honesty and your really good perspective. Um, I would want to invite you tonight. Um, uh, we have an opportunity to continue the conversation. There's an alcohol on forum. There's, I'm having a little trouble. There's a forum on alcohol in the RFC classroom at 10 o'clock tonight for anybody that wants to come out and just voice your perspective and, and uh, begin to continue or continue engaging in conversation about this issue. There are also snacks provided. I would also just encourage you to, um, it doesn't have to be in forum, but to just continue to um, take hold of some of the challenges that Dave gave us and um, speak with friends, speak with people that you respect and um, would trust to talk about this issue and, and let's make Goshen College a place that we can feel safe and good about what we're doing and what we're about. Um, right now, we're going to switch to have someone talk to us. I think um, Chris Kaufman, is she here? There she is. She's the nurse that you get to see when you come to the Wellness and Health Center. She's going to talk to us a little bit about what we're doing um, toward the H1N1 virus. Thanks, Shara. Yeah, this is a little bit of a switch, but this is also about your health. Um, the best way to not get the flu is to get the vaccine. And we received a shipment of the H1N1 nasal spray. So if you are a young adult between 18 through 24 years of age, you are one of the government-identified priority groups. And so therefore, um, one of the main reasons for this area that you're the um, priority group is because um, it appears through research that your age group has been affected the most and you live very in very close quarters and study um, with people very close to you. So therefore, you are at higher risk. We are set up to begin administrating this nasal spray right across the hall right after chapel and you will need to fill out some paperwork and prior to receiving the vaccine and the vaccine is free. However, listen, if several reasons why you should not get the vaccine. If you're allergic to eggs, if you have asthma, if you have a weakened immune system, if you have heart, lung, kidney, or liver disease, if you have a metabolic disease such as diabetes or anemia or other blood disorders. And I would add for sure, if you have any questions about any of these, um, please feel free to stop by and we'll at least be willing to talk to you. H1N1 vaccine does not prevent the seasonal flu, so we would still encourage you to get the seasonal flu vaccine also. And always remember that the preventative things are still very important. Cover your, cover your cough or your sneeze, wash your hands often, um, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, and try to avoid close contact with people that are sick. So I encourage you to join us over in the gathering room right after chapel. You just have to fill out some paperwork and then we'll be all set to give you the vaccine, the H1N1 vaccine. Thanks. <laughs>